Hi, everybody. This is Allie on the This Too Much podcast. I'm just getting on here um, to let you know that if you are new to listening and you're on the first episode of the podcast, um, our audio is not great on these first three episodes. And we're not really that great either because we are just learning and just starting. Um, So if you want to get into more substance, maybe skip ahead to episode four, which I believe is the poll. Um, That's where we kind of hit our groove. Um, And if you want to to hear us hit our groove a little bit harder, maybe go to um, even further, maybe halfway through season one. Um, But I just wanted to get on here and let you know that we're happy that you're listening. We're happy you're here. Um, And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Thanks so much. Bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Allie. And I'm Sage. And this is us on On the the This Too Much podcast. (laughs) One day that will flow so much nicer than it does. No, that'll be fine. We're still we're still practicing. (laughs) We're We're on episode three, guys. If you've been here since the beginning. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) So before we get into the episode, I have some fun facts to tell everybody. Okay. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. So the first fun fact, I had to look some up before we got on here because I ran out of fun facts. This Is Us was not always planned as a TV show, which I did not know. But before Dan Fogelman created This Is Us, he also penned the scripts for Cars, Tangled, and Crazy Stupid Love. He envisioned the story as a movie with a sprawling ensemble cast. The big twist would be that by the end of the film, all the seemingly unrelated characters would be revealed to be octuplets, which is a lot. That is a lot. Like eight too many. Yeah, that is that's a lot. And they were going to call it the original title was thirty six, which I think is interesting. I'm glad it wasn't in a movie though. I think I would have hated it. Me too. Me too. I'm glad it was in a movie because I think that the story, like you couldn't have gotten into the character arcs as much in a movie as you could in like this show format. So I agree. Um, Fogelman's sister, Deborah, was the inspiration for Kate on the show. And she's a consultant on the show, which I thought was like interesting and also good for her for being able to be so vulnerable and having some kind of story, whether it's it was this weight story or or something else like to be so vulnerable and then my third and final fact is Ron Cephas I think it's Cephas Jones also broke he broke an Emmy record so Ron Cephas Jones who plays William um, he was picked up a guest actor Emmy in 2018 and 2020 Um, and him and his daughter also his daughter who played Peggy Schuyler and Hamilton also won the Emmy that year. Oh, wow, how cool. So yeah, that's pretty, I thought that was pretty, a pretty fun fact. Yeah, that's an awesome fun fact. And with right. that, I will let you get started. Okay, so this is season one, episode three. The title is Kyle. And I have the Hulu summary here. So it says, it's a hot summer day at the pool. 
that's not correct. <laughs> but that's what it says for season one, episode three. It's, a it's hot definitely the pool. <laughs> Struggling with grief, Rebecca, Mandy Moore, makes a secret pact with William, Ron Cephas Jones. Kevin, Justin Hartley, decides to move to New York City. And Toby, Chris Sullivan, puts Kate, Chrissy Metz, in the limelight. It it really but, says it's a hot summer day. Say, I'm like racking my brain. Like, is there a pool? No. So no. it also, I have the um, episode four summary right, right here as well, because I'm just on Hulu. Is that and the episode also, where they're at the pool? Yes. Episode four is the pool. And it also starts with it's a hot <laughs> summer day at the pool. Someone at Hulu needs to be fired. <laughs> Someone at Hulu copied and pasted or something. <laughs> It didn't work out so well. <laughs> oh my god. So the, just spoiler alert, guys, there's no pool in this episode. No, there's no pool in episode no. three at all. So I would just like to start out by saying that I read this whole article um, in doing some very light research about the name Kyle um, and Kevin and Kate. And somebody pointed out that all three are K names and it's KKK. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like, basically this feeds into like Randall never feeling like he's part of the family because these people like don't pay attention to yeah. what they're doing. And I'm glad his name isn't Kyle because I hate that now. <laughs> I agree. No, I think that Randall suits him much better than does Kyle. Maybe they did that intentionally. Maybe they gave him an awful like name that didn't suit him. K name. Yeah. A K name. Awful K name. I love that they're named after Dr. K though. Oh, I guess that's true. They Jack even goes as far as saying when he says, Oh yeah, all all three K names. Um, he goes as far as saying, like, they had a pretty awesome doctor. Yeah, so. I guess he did say that. I totally forgot about that part. I love the opening of this episode. It's this is when uh, you see William on the yes. bus and, and there's rural. yes and the t the song playing is blues run the game and I love that song it's like I do too this is what I'm talking about with their like music selection on the show it's so perfect most of the time with the exception of the Cat Stevens song being absent last time but yeah. so good and I love like you get to know William's personality without there being any dialogue whatsoever I agree I also love that like opening montage and yes. I think it's like very good to see his character progressing so he like meets Laurel who we don't know her name yet but her name is Laurel and um you see him like basically slipping into like the world of drugs at that point with his writing and everything yeah. and all of a sudden his his beautiful poetry is just a bunch of scribbles on paper. Yeah. I cried. I was like crying a lot because it's just so sad. It's like, he's heartbreaking. The character of William breaks my heart. I also want to say that the casting that they do on this show for younger versions of people is outstanding and you see it more and more as the show goes on, but, but it's insane. Yeah, I agree. I think that they always find people that represent the characters as well. So, yeah. So we're at the hospital, and Jack's so cute. Putting, I love that he put the car seats in the, um, 
in the car and they were policemen approved. I thought that was so cute. That sounds like something that my dad would do though, because I know that when I moved um, recently, my dad found a local police officer and stopped and asked him if it was like a safe neighborhood, if there was anything I should know about. That's he so just funny. found this police officer in a parking lot and was like, That's hey. Literally <laughs> adorable. So I, I picture Jack that. Pearson doing the same thing, like finding a police officer in a parking lot and saying, yes, does this look right? <laughs> Me too. I also think it's heartbreaking when Mandy Moore's sitting outside the hospital and she sees William across the street and is like, hey, wait a second. It's it like William's storyline. I know I just already said it, but it's like, it's seriously rough. I agree. But I also, I was thinking about this. How does she know? I know that it's probably just like a hunch, but like at this point, it's not like William dropped randall off at the hospital so like how does she know that that's william's father i feel like maybe it's mother maybe it's mother's intuition i also feel like he was being a little bit like uh, suspicious like he's outside the hospital kind of like gawking at her with this baby that has the i think randall because later in the episode she talks about randall having the blanket that he gave him and that's it um yeah maybe that's so i'm thinking like he had to have known even if she didn't know for certain he was kind of being like dodgy i guess that's true yeah true. so that's the flashback and then we're back at randall's house and we're talking yes. about hamilton hamilton is a hot commodity on this show it is a hot commodity but i will say i laughed so hard because miguel says something about the he said um i i'm gonna be the only sucker who doesn't like hamilton and i wrote Oh, Miguel and Sage. I wrote me and Miguel. <laughs> we, feel the, we feel the same about Hamilton. <laughs> I wonder what Miguel's take was on Hamilton after he was done. Probably yeah, that yeah. Rebecca just sank the whole time that he was annoyed. <laughs> <sighs> and Beth and Randall, I wrote, they are perfect again because they are, because Rebecca or Beth is like, what are you going to tell your mom? He's like, I don't know. I had a conversation with Amanda. This was not how it was supposed to go. <laughs> and Randall, of course, the wheels in Randall's head are like, we're already turning. And then he didn't get time to execute his plan the way he wanted to execute it. I feel so bad for him. Uh, I know. It's so funny, though, because he was just like, I'm just going to put on a, a fake smile and just ask my mom to chat privately. And he goes, uh, and you can't see me right now, but I just made the biggest, most the biggest, cheesiest smile. <laughs> smile. I also like that we're like 10 minutes in at this point and we still don't know what the deal with Miguel is. Like he's just there. And we don't find out this, this entire no. episode. And Randall, I'll get, we'll get there. But like at the end, I die when Randall is talking to Miguel because <laughs> like he's like all the stress of the world is on him. And he clearly like does not like this man. And I'm like, what's the lead you to believe? But we'll, we'll get to that part. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but so also, then I think, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Randall calls Rebecca mommy, and he's so worried about devastating her, and all I can think about is, like, this is so telling. I think we mentioned it in the last episode as well, but this is just so telling of Rebecca and Randall's relationship is, yeah. like, it's not healthy. Closer than the other children, for yeah. sure. 
favorite. I know you don't agree with me, but I do think he was the favorite. Oh my God, my dog's barking, guys. The more more that we see Rebecca and Randall, the more I'm like, okay, maybe my opinion is changing a little bit more. I'm looking at it in a new light. But watching this episode made me forget how much I disliked Rebecca because it lessened after watching a couple seasons and then and then this brought it all back up for me and I'm it's gonna stick with me for a while again yeah yeah terrible mom award for me I think that I think she's like fine I don't think this episode really like changes my opinion of her too much but it does like again I think we talked about like parents make mistakes so I think that's this just is a big one. Was. It is a big one. I didn't like, and I, that's later in the episode, but I didn't like her lying to Jack either. Yeah. I, yeah, I so. agree. So then I think after Randall's house, I think we're at Toby and Kate, right? And we hear this beautiful voice, which Chrissy Metz does have a beautiful voice. I said that too. She does have a beautiful voice. And then I died when she opened the bathroom door and she punches Toby. But like, to me, I'm like, why are you overreacting? You knew this man was in your house. <laughs> I know. I actually forgot that she like, she like totally punched him right in the nose. <laughs> I, she did. I paused my television and I just laughed so hard. <laughs> and then she says, why are you spying on people singing? And I'm like, you were singing loud enough for him to hear you. He was on your couch. Right. I mean, he was standing right outside of her bathroom, though. I guess. Again, I think boundaries. Toby is like, he toes the line with every boundary. Yeah. He doesn't. I agree. He's pushy. He's he's super pushy. Because I wrote, great, he's bringing up sex again. <laughs> again. Again. No, Toby, seriously, he pushes too far. And Kate is like, she just gives in. She gives in on everything all the time. Yeah, so I agree. And then I died when they were at the table and Kevin comes in and is just like being so and anno- being so Kevin. And I feel like this scene really shows you like how codependent Kevin is on. I mean, the whole episode shows you how codependent Kevin is on Kate, but like this definitely is the beginning of you really, really seeing it and diving into it. Um, and I think I love that Toby's like hyper aware yeah and I think this is like where I really first started to like Toby was this episode I think like the first two episodes I was kind of just like fine I probably didn't even really like him because the first time I watched it because again like he's pushy um and so I think this is the first episode where I like started to really like like him yeah but I think he like also realizes Kevin and Kate are like way too unhealthily like they're so needy of each other yeah it's I think more Kevin than Kate I agree the time I I think maybe later more Kate than Kevin but still I agree to an extent but I also think that a lot of Kate's self-worth has to deal with her care for Kevin yeah I agree so I agree. I also think unhealthy. Yeah. And I also, um, I wrote down, Kevin said the meatpacking district has, is up and coming. And I I wanted to be like the meatpacking district. They've been saying that about the meatpacking district for like 20 years, because they said that on sex in the city, 
a lot like one of the like I think like the third season about it being up and coming and I'm like is it still up and coming or is Kevin just far behind like <laughs> it's always up and coming it's funny it's probably a running joke yeah um also I noticed that at this point so Kevin it looked like he was still wearing the dog tag oh necklace. I was gonna ask you about that yeah it looks like he's still wearing the dog tag necklace so part of me is starting to wonder if originally they were going to have the story be that it was Jack's dog tag from the military from the military which we'll find out later that Jack was in the military I don't think we've learned that yet but we'll find that out later um but mm -hmm. instead I think they must have switched it to a necklace so mm -hmm. we'll see when it comes Look at out you. for those of you necklace tracking <laughs> thank god it's only Kevin and Rebecca that have necklaces on because I can't thank keep goodness. track of everyone <laughs> thank goodness and of course Rebecca still had on the new necklace in she this did episode. So then I think we go back to Rebecca and Randall in this very beautiful little sitting room that Randall has that we never see again, I don't think. <laughs> I know. It was like a beautiful like sunroom. And I also thought that. I was like, I've never seen this. Before. Why didn't they utilize this space more? It's very nice. I know. Yeah. I I wrote a lot of things during this conversation because, okay, they're talking and then you're seeing these flashbacks of what really happened, right? Like, right. and... I just wrote, well, I used some expletives that I will not use on the podcast, but I wrote F Rebecca for lying to Randall's face, just sh shaking her stupid head when he said they would find him, which she already found him. Like poor Randall searched for years for this man and Rebecca knew where he was the whole time. And regardless of your excuse that he was like an addict, I understand that, but like, it's not like Randall's going over there by himself. It's true. And later we see Randall struggle to fit in, like as a black person in a white house in a white populated neighborhood. So it's just like, ew, to me. Right. Bad mama. I also wrote, her hair is yuck. <laughs> so, you know, something else that I was thinking about too. Um, and I know that we talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but so Randall goes on the bus every day from where are, I guess, the, the Randall Pearson and company okay. located. That's also, I had that written down in my notes in the second episode and then I didn't say it because, so it seems like William goes to the city, like Philadelphia. I think he goes to Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia. But did William move to Philadelphia? Because they're all originally from Pittsburgh. That's my whole thing. Or is he going back to Pittsburgh? I'm pretty sure he goes back to Philadelphia. Because okay. if you recall in later seasons, that is where Randall and company moved. And That's they right. moved to William's old neighborhood. So I would say that, like, just because when I used to travel for work, Philadelphia was like part of that. There are a lot of suburbs suburbs outside of Philly that sometimes take like an hour and a half, but on bus, on a bus, it honestly might be longer, especially with traffic and depending on where you're going in Philly. I thought though that Randall and his family lived in like New Jersey. Oh, you know, or what? New York, which area. New Jersey is right there too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like it's so. right. Like there's, I was just, I was just curious about the logistics 
but yeah well, the, you're right so that was something that I guess I was curious about just because so if Randall or yeah Randall was born in Pittsburgh so when did that's what I'm what I'm curious about is when did I guess William move to yeah, they Philadelphia never talk about it and I also feel like the apartment they use is the same apartment I think you're right yeah it doesn't add up it doesn't add up so hmm, interesting we'll maybe have to like pay attention to that yeah let's pay attention apartment apartment watch, <laughs> apartment watch. okay <laughs> so then there's that flashback where they're trying to take care of the babies all the babies at one time the babies i wrote so down many. in quotation marks are you laying down jack <laughs> he's laying on the floor. i know i was like oh my god they first of all i have to say jack is really sweet in this scene he does break my heart like he's just so cute but they builds jack up to be the perfect man and yeah but he's you. also not like he was laying down on the floor like his toxic positivity and i feel like this baby not that not that Rebecca didn't agree to have Randall, like to take Randall, but I do feel like that's what Jack like put his grief into. And Rebecca was so like everywhere because she has yeah. the baby, this new baby. She still has two other babies. Like probably was just like, okay. Yeah. So I just feel like sometimes like re-watching it, I'm like, okay, he's not perfect. Like I thought he was. I agree, but he's just they're so good at like hiding his flaws like they're there but they're just like they cover them up so well because in like the very next breath you see him like you can do it Rebecca like right. you'll bond with him it'll be great you know so they'll like, be in college soon they'll be in college soon I love that <laughs> too and I think this is also the flashback where Jack takes does Jack take them all to the doctors by themselves yeah he does do that yeah which uh, is like I also felt like was pretty progressive for the time like Jack's also being a parent not just like a babysitter yeah well and I think that Dr. K even mentions that a little bit and he says the line um usually the mother is here for this right yeah. and Jack says Rebecca just needed a break so was this at the same I'm trying, I was trying to figure out the timeline. Is this like, was Rebecca not at the house when he was going to leave for the doctor's appointment and she was actually on the bus to Philly? William's house, or not Philly, sorry. William still lived in Pittsburgh at this point in time. I'm not sure. So I, I don't think it's like clear. Um, but I think it was, I think that they were trying to show the same day. Like this was the same day that, because right. when else would Rebecca have had I mean, she had three babies, so when would she have had time to do this? Yeah. So I, I think so. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think that's all that they were yeah. trying to show. I also felt really bad when Rebecca's trying to tell him that she's not connecting to this baby and he's not using his listening ears. Yeah. Like I'm like, she like, please listen to this woman. Yeah, like, it's totally gonna be fine. The toxic positive positivity again. I'm like, what so, if it's not? Like, he is so positive though. Doctor K put that little thing in his ear about the lemons, and ever since Jack had nothing but, but good things. <laughs> Jack is like lemons. Lemons. <laughs> um, 
I also wrote down that this was when Rebecca got onto the bus and was talking to the bus driver. Yeah. She's like, this thin African-American man, possibly on drugs. And the bus driver knew exactly who she was talking about. I'm like, interesting. Interesting that that very broad profile could. I know. <laughs> Although, I mean, depending on where they live in Pittsburgh, maybe, maybe. Pittsburgh know. is a huge I mean I large I city. know I I agree with you like I don't, I second don't largest in Pennsylvania <laughs> did you know it's the city with the most bridges in the world wow yeah in case nobody knew that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I don't know yeah I agree with you I was just like did he also have toes and breathe like <laughs> like I did think that. You mean you mean Shakespeare? Get on. <laughs> Come on, I'll take you to him. Okay. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, I also thought it was very interesting that Dr. K offered to watch the babies for Jack. And I think that any new parent in our like modern society would say, no, thank you, because I think there's many many new parents these days are very overbearing yeah I agree I loved that he offered that and I thought it was really sweet and just like made me love Dr. K even more yeah I agree he's a sweetie he is a sweetie I love him and then we're back with Randall and Beth (laughs) and I love this scene because I forget what he says but I wrote down you love me so much you're just gonna let me have that one right and she goes, yep. <laughs> oh. And then I think this is also where we see Rebecca go into William's room, right? I think so. I wrote, I'm sure it is because I wrote Rebecca is sinister. <laughs> I wrote, it is not, she, because she treats William like, I'm like, I am irritated, I guess, at the scene because it's been a long time, right? Randall's 36 years old right he wants to find his dad who is William to say no I don't want to see you like I think that's pretty selfish of Rebecca at this point in time and it's not William's fault that you're a liar I think that the second that Rebecca finds out that Randall found William he needed to or she needed to come clean yeah Um, I think that's what makes it worse instead of asking William to continue to lie yeah I agree. And I think she's very nasty to him. Like the man is dying. She's nasty to him to the point where he leaves, which I think is so again, selfish of her. Like, I just think she's selfish. Yeah. It makes me really mad. Yeah. I take it though, as like he left because he realizes he doesn't want to hurt Randall more. Yeah. I, I do get that part, but I'm like, I think this will hurt Randall just as much yeah like Randall's he's like Randall Randall is already attached Randall's already attached Randall and I have this in common where like if we care for somebody and like want to know them we just are like I love you so much I'm gonna hold on to a piece of you you know and I also think like there's there is a theme in this show I think personally where people judge people by versions of those people that they knew before that don't exist anymore like the version, like the version of Randall 
that Rebecca is thinking of doesn't even exist anymore. It's true. It is true. And I think that that parallels real life to an extent. Like, I think that a lot of times maybe, you know, especially with like parents can sometimes struggle to see their children grow up. And I think that that's maybe kind of what Rebecca does. I think she does it with all of her children, although we haven't seen any interaction between her and her other children yet. Um, But she almost kind of treats treats them as if they were like those eight-year-olds that we saw in episode two as adults Mm -hmm. and I think the siblings do that to each other and especially at the end like I'm not going to spoil it but like one of the last episodes like Beth comes in with some truths to Randall about some stuff and I think it is a common theme that happens throughout the whole thing yeah I agree so then we're like halfway through the episode and we still don't know what's up with Miguel and we never find out but I love when Randall goes thanks for dropping by unexpectedly and he's like I mean thank you for coming I hope you enjoyed the show (laughs) that is so rude (laughs) they are so they are so mean to Miguel especially in season one and it just breaks my heart it's it's unbearable. They're, I mean, they're setting, they're setting it up so that you don't know what's going on and why Miguel is there. Right. And but it breaks my heart. Oh, it's awful because you have this terrible, like, I'm for the record, after after this after we figure out what goes on, like I have never hated Miguel. Miguel has always been one of my favorites. But I'm just like, oh my God, this poor man. <laughs> I know. They're so mean to him. They and are. It makes me so sad, especially to see like Randall be mean to him because yeah. Tess and Annie love him. Like he is grandpa to Tess and Annie. Right. And I just think it's like, I mean, my parents aren't divorced, so I don't know what this is like, but I think it's probably similar, a similar situation to like people whose parents are divorced and you see them treating each other like absolute crap. And you're right. like, well, why can't I do that? Right. You know, it's like very damaging. And yeah. Randall's better than that. The other two, maybe not. But Randall <laughs> is so much better than that. Randall is better than that. I agree. I agree. So I uh, just feel bad for him. Me too. And then we see Randall in his nice car chasing William down the street. Yes. And they're yelling at each other. Not yelling, but raising your voice. And I died when he's like, hi, white people. Just <laughs> from your friendly neighborhood black man. Because. Oh, it's so funny when you've grown up primarily white neighborhood and like you know you're the only black person I'm sure I can't imagine how like awkward and just rough that must be I agree the character of Rant like that that line is played so well it is played very well I think I thought it was hilarious so I laughed very hard out loud me too (laughs) (laughs) so is this when we see toby yes i wrote toby in all big letters this was so cute this like so cute and kate totally like takes it for granted he does and what makes me mad is i feel like again these kids like you've said put their dad on a pedestal right that that made man made grand gestures right and she's always like Jack Pearson made grand gestures. And I'm like, here is this man, Tobias, 
throwing a red carpet down for you and renting a limo and you take it for granted and act like he's crazy yes that's what I'm saying like this is something that Jack would have done for Rebecca and but when Kate has it done for her she she even goes as far at the end of the episode to tell Kevin about it and she's like listen to this crazy thing that Toby did for me and Kevin's like crazy that is incredible he's like that is genius if I was Kate, I would have looked like a cartoon and had big hard eyes and like floating in the air if someone did that to me. <laughs> like grand romantic gestures. Ugh, love it. It was a huge like grand romantic gesture. And Kate's just like, she's like, Toby, stop. But, like, okay. I feel like these three episodes, I'm like, no, I'm lukewarm on these twins. Yeah. <laughs> lukewarm. Like, and then fine. We see Kevin's apartment because he's supposed to be cleaning. And did you notice? <laughs> the beanies. The beanies on heads. <laughs> the beanies were bad enough. And then they're like on model, like little like fake model heads. I don't think he ever wears a beanie ever again. No, I don't. I hope not. Like, I hope not either. It's so bad, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. So I thought that was just hilarious. But... I wrote beanies. What a D-bag. <laughs> I also wrote Rebecca's beret is a chef's kiss. <laughs> it does look really good on her. It does. Uh, Mandy Moore can pull off like any look any most hat. of the time. Yeah. So. Mandy Moore, if you can listen to this, please come on the show. I love you. So much. Yeah, Mandy Moore, please come on the show. I know that you're really busy, but yeah, you're busy touring, and you were just in Pittsburgh not that long ago, and they gave you Eaton Park cookies. <laughs> I love your Instagram. <laughs> this is a shameless plug I've loved you forever um (laughs) so then we're at the nursing home we we get to where Kate's going to the nursing home and I think Toby is so funny in the scene when he's like there's my aunt Dolly hello Dolly (laughs) she's a real man eater boys (laughs) I thought that was hilarious um you know Maybe this is very telling of my generation. So I want to get your opinion on it. But whenever I hear the song Time After Time by Cindy Lauper, I think of Napoleon Dynamite, the movie. Oh, I, that's not what I think of for I love Napoleon Dynamite. Listen, I love Napoleon Dynamite as much as the next millennial loves Napoleon Dynamite. Sage and I are in a different generation, guys, in case you didn't. Know. I know. Yeah. We I think we talked about it in episode one. Maybe we but, did, yeah. I'm a I'm a Gen Zer and yeah, she's a Gen Z and I'm a millennial, but I love Napoleon Dynamite. It's one of my favorites because it's so ridiculous. Um, I think of the movie Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, which you might have not even seen. It's a movie with Lisa Never Kudrow. It. Oh, it's so you would love it. Okay, Lisa Kudrow, um, Mira. I think it's Sorvino. If I pronounced that wrong, sorry guys. Um, but they are like cool, like loners in high school and they're considered like losers and then they come back to their high school reunion and pretend they invented like post-its but like they dance to this by themselves <laughs> the best part I do love the song though like I think I think this is like one of my favorite songs just because I think it's like a classic song I agree it's a timeless classic and that's why like it's been in so many movies and television shows it's also in Stranger Things yes it is any Stranger Things fans so yeah, I, I just, 
think it's one of those songs that'll be it'll go down in history it transcends generations yes it's beautiful i would like to say as some as a performer as someone who sings sometimes i feel kate's stage fright pain because i number one hate being forced into singing so this part of the grand gesture i probably would have been like kate and been like hell no i'm not singing in front of these people i didn't have any preparation (laughs) number two i hate singing with the lights on I'm much more brave when I'm on a stage and the lights are off and people aren't close to me. And number three, I definitely would have just like freaked out. Like I have terrible stage fright. So I felt Kate in this moment as a performer because it's very, it's, it's so scary <laughs> to be a performer and be in front of people. And it doesn't matter how old they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, so Toby mentioned how most of the audience probably won't even remember it or be taking a nap or something as somebody that has spent many a time in a nursing home my opinion is that they're just happy to have some afternoon entertainment so they're not going to judge at all (laughs) I agree with that too I was also cracking up that after she sings they're making out in the storage closet (laughs) I know he literally rented a limo like get back in the car and go somewhere else yeah, like, I know you creep. and it's also clear that he's very in love with her he's so in love with her his little eyes were like googly eyes when she was yeah. singing cutie I agree. that was like I'm, a very cool montage too it was. where you she's singing and like you see flashbacks I loved that and then Kevin ruins everything always Kevin <laughs> Kevin is always like ruining Kate yeah. and Toby's like everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of this show. He he gets between Kate and Toby more than a brother should ever be involved in something. I agree. And I think Randall eventually gets a little bit not as not to that level, but definitely in there too. I agree. And I love that. Toby, I wrote down always second banana to Kevin. Yes. And he uses that phrase. And I was like, second, that's perfect because, he, and I think it's infuriating. I think Kate's infuriating as well because stop answering the phone. I know. Well, and I think even when she's telling Kevin about what happened, I think Kevin like realizes like, oh, like Kate, you shouldn't have done that. Like, that's not yeah. right. And like, maybe she's been out of the dating game for a while, but yeah. like, at the same time, you should know better than to like, ruin a moment like that. And it's also, but I also want to be like, Kevin, stop calling her then. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing about Kevin. He irritates the shit out of you. And then all of a sudden, he's like redeems himself at the end and I'm like oh man you're so infuriated he's infuriating a lot of times Kevin's a lot like Jack and I we see a lot of those parallels um as the show progresses but he's a lot like Jack where like he doesn't really think with his head he thinks with his heart and he just does like he doesn't plan anything he's like him and Randall are actually like polar opposites Kevin does not plan anything like he just goes for whatever he's thinking at the time so if he's like oh I need to tell Kate about this like he's not even going to think about oh what's Kate doing he's just going to pick up his phone and call Kate right exactly and then I think after this we flash back to sweet little baby William in his apartment being so sweet but it my heart was shattered at this point in time and it 
the whole like poem book like the, like that's beautiful all of that but the part that crushes me is when he said can I check in on him from time to time and Rebecca's like no no and I know it's coming from a place of love but that doesn't make her actions okay yeah I Especially agree later like she knew where he lived I agree and still denied and later we find out what her excuse is yeah too. but I'm just like mm-mm yeah well and i'm not sure that this is a big i don't think it's a big spoiler but we also find out that later on this is not the only meet meetup between randall yes, and that's what there exactly but if that was me i hope that i would go home and tell my husband what happened right right and i think that at least the way that i look at um like especially their marriage is for most things they truly are like a partnership and they do share pretty much everything with each other but I do love that William says give him his own name and here's this book of poems right but I also want to be like okay like not only did she lie about meeting his dad never told him the truth gave him that book of poems and then renamed him after the author of the poem after the poet and like what did Randall say like Randall has the book so he knows Right. And Rebecca was Rebecca just like, I love that book of poems. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we see later on, we see her give it to him. And I'm pretty sure that's what she says. Like yeah. she says, she makes it about her. Like this was this was the poet that I named you after and gives him the book. Like I don't think she ever says like this was your father's, right? Your biological father's book. Yeah. I was gonna but, say that I think that sorry to cut you I off, know, but I what, think that um when Rebecca is like Jack asks Rebecca like oh did you come up with that idea and she says oh yeah like I just thought it up about renaming him I think that's so bad because it was like literally a second before when they're sharing how they feel about losing the baby and I'm like okay so you are finally honest with him you're both in a vulnerable place right are dishonest and right hate that well and she finally was honest with him about how she felt about losing the first baby and then all of a sudden like he's so supportive and the whole nine yards so you'd think that after her showing honesty to him and it working out for the better she could then just say like and today I was finding you know Randall's birth father because I needed that closure yeah I don't know how you hide something like that for years and years and years like that I'm somebody who feels guilty. I will think about conversations I had and then think about them for the rest of my life, even if they were insignificant and I said something dumb. Like, yeah, so I don't know how Rebecca held this secret. Yeah. That's a lot to carry by yourself too. Yeah. Jack and Rebecca both keep things from each other Ooh. though. So yeah, it gets worse guys. If you've ever watched the show, the show. it's interesting. It's very it's interesting. Away anytime soon very interesting and then I think we go back to Randall's house and this whole speech that Beth gives Randall again I was just like brokenhearted the whole time and I wrote Beth again with coming in as the glue because she's like you're you're falling in love with a dying man and you don't even know anything about him like learn about him your daughters love him like learn who this person is don't just squander this time and I it I just love Beth. 
Yeah, it's going to say it every episode, guys. Beth is my favorite. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> it is beautiful. Is this is this insane Elaine now? Are we yes, because there? I put okay. back to baby Kevin over it. <laughs> so I thought that this was so funny, but this is like so Kevin. He just is hiding in a closet because, again, he doesn't think about anything. No. So he calls his crazy ex-girlfriend, which I've heard is a, another very good show. But <laughs> um, he calls his crazy ex-girlfriend to come over. And then he tells her, oh, by the way, I'm moving to New York. And she goes crazy. And I'm just like, Kevin, why would you even call her in the first place? But then, like, you have to get in Kevin's mindset right Kate wasn't answering the phone yet right and so just, he he's so like um impulsive he is impulsive and he's not independent at all no you see this he depends on other people so much yeah I agree I can't, I, I can't wait to find out where he moves when he moves to New York guys because this millionaire <laughs> doesn't just find an apartment like a normal person <laughs> York no no he doesn't my whole thing is with Kevin like if somebody else has to make you feel good about yourself meaning Kate like you need to figure stuff out because you're lost like beyond lot like go to therapy Kevin is what I'm saying all of the Pearsons could use some therapy I think every single one of them and not not family therapy because <laughs> that, does not go well. that does not go well for them I'm sure no um he also looks like he had a busted lip in this did they address I, that I thought that too but I know they did not okay so yeah it looks like Kevin is sitting in the closet with a probably busted lip. insane Elaine I'm sure that it was insane Elaine maybe it was a cut scene or something though because they didn't explain it at all right and then and then here's what here's the exact thing I was talking about. After all of this, Kate comes over and is telling him how great crazy Toby is, which is not true. And then he's like, "Why did you answer the phone?" And he like redeems himself, which irritates me about Kevin because I'm like, I hate you one minute and then five minutes later I'm like, okay, if your self awareness has kicked in, yeah, he. But that's like such a Jack Pearson thing to do. Yeah, like I to know. realize that he's holding somebody back and so he fires his sister like that like that would be a Jack Pearson thing to do yeah his sister who should have been fired a long time ago because I don't think Kate's that good of an assistant she probably is not she probably I said, it. <laughs> I said what I said <laughs> Kevin literally made national news for storming off that <laughs> and Kate didn't even know <laughs> Kate was like what <laughs> I also was dying when he calls Kate from the cab and he's like, hopefully you're having a way that he says sex. I I know. What are you doing? Like, it's very, it was just weird. It was weird. I agree. (laughs) I thought it was so weird and uncomfortable. Like, I mean, I have, I have a brother. We're not that close guys. (laughs) It's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're not a twin either. Twins are so close. I guess twin, maybe I think twin lepathy is real okay the two twins that Sage and I both know I have asked about it numerous times and they did and they tell you it's not real <laughs> they tell me it's not real but I don't believe them I think it's like a secret twin society oh or like normal yeah. it's like fight club 
Oh my gosh. The first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. The first rule of Twiddlepathy is you don't talk about it. Oh my gosh. Hot well, take. You heard it here first. Shout out to my friend Robin, who's definitely going to listen to this podcast because I've been making her watch This Is Us. Um, shout out to Robin because she's also a twin. So maybe we'll have to have her intake yeah. a little bit on Robin. A- write our email. Do you have twin lepathy? Yeah. <laughs> write our email or shoot me a text and let me know and we'll talk about it yeah. in an upcoming episode. Or you can come. How about you just come on the pod, Robin? Yeah, we can have her on the pod. I love that name, by the way. Robin. Not just saying we need guests. I legitimately like the name Robin. Yeah, (laughs) it suits her well. It's a fitting name. So then we're back in, we're in William's makeshift bedroom. And Randall comes in and is like, I'm going to tell the girls that you're their grandpa. And also, how did you meet my mom? (laughs) William pats the bed and I lost it again. (laughs) I love this. I love this because... So, and I think this is something that the show does a very good job on. And that's probably why all the actors have been nominated for numerous awards, but they're so good at like showing their emotions. So in the beginning montage, we see how in love William is with, with Randall's mother on the bus. You see it like he just adores this woman. So, and then you see when Randall asks about her. You just see like William's face like light up and he's like delighted to tell Randall about his mother. And I just giving me you saying that's giving me goosebumps. It's just beautiful. (laughs) It is beautiful beautiful writing. And then I think that's that's how it ends, isn't it? Like we're done. That's how it ends. It just ends there. Yeah, I think we've got some some more of the uh, blues run the game and on my iPod. And yes, guys, I still have an iPod because I refuse. I refuse to put it away. I just bought a new used one. So there. Did you really? Yes. I thought you were switching over to Spotify. No, just for just from the class that I teach, the exercise class I teach, not for my normal music. Sage is putting <laughs> she's face palming, but I am face palming. This lady. I don't oh, want goodness. music taking up her face on my phone. So I have an iPod. <laughs> okay. We'll That's talk a millennial. About it's a millennial thing, guys. You know, we'll get into it later. <laughs> Streaming I'm, does not take up any space. It feels like it does. <laughs> I can always ninety year old lady. Oh, oh goodness! Allie's the one person in the world that still buys songs on iTunes. I do. Do <laughs> I do that? It's true. I don't care. Judge me if you want. Stop listening to this podcast if you must. <laughs> All right. And I think um, that's a that's a wrap. Yeah, it so, is. Do you so want to oh are we asking each other the same question? I think we are. <laughs> Our favorite moments. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. So I think my favorite moment from the episode was the young William and Laurel montage in the beginning. I just thought it was, it was beautiful. And I think it, we know that he has struggled with addiction his entire life, but I think that it really shows like the beginning of his addiction and how that parallels him falling in love a little bit. And I think, and that's like, I think really important because that's, 
it kind of is how we'll find out later how the addiction really started was they were just young kids and exploring their worlds and their hardships together so i thought that was a really beautiful way to open the show i did too <laughs> and my least favorite moment was kevin hiding in the closet from insane elaine because he <laughs> was just so ridiculous he's so ridiculous at that moment i was just like oh kevin and then he's sitting there like sucking down the booze and his closet has a mini bar in it and I was just like this man is too Extra. big for real life yeah, too big I for agree. life I my favorite is the same as your favorite the montage at the beginning of young William I just think it's beautiful without having dialogue and that song is perfect um I also put either that or the ending where he like passed the bed and tells yeah. Randall because it's just simple but it's sweet it's sweet and then my least favorite is pretty similar to yours too. I put Kevin when he is calling and calling and calling and calling. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like, it's not that I think it shouldn't be in there. It's just annoying. Kevin's annoying. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. My second, I'll, I'll be honest. I have a second least favorite too. Okay. And well, let's hear it. Cause I had a hard time coming up with one. Cause I was like, I actually really like this. It's not like, it's not like the first two where I hate those weight, the weight, like, classes where I think they're like they don't belong in there yeah my well my second least favorite episode or moment of the episode is when Rebecca and Jack are sitting on the floor and she straight up lies to him about William like it just it really like made me very angry and the whole time I was like why are you lying like I think it's a little bit less of a moment later on in the episode when we find out like that she's also lied to Randall his whole life or whatever. Like, I don't feel as angry then. That she's but... a trash mom at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's in this moment when she lies to her husband, I'm just like, this is icky. I don't like that. It is so. icky. I just can't imagine lying about something that big, but it's you know. so big. It's such a big thing, but it's fine. Well, we made it for our third episode. Can you believe it? I hope that everybody's still listening <laughs> <laughs> or started listening. We're pretty funny, so stick yeah. around. We'll have some jokes. Yeah, stick around, guys, while we figure this out. I think we're doing okay, though. Yeah, I think we're doing well. All right. Well, this was us. This was us. On the this oh. podcast. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And if you want to reach out to us again, please contact us at this too much pod at gmail.com we didn't say it in the second episode so i feel no, like we, we didn't ask for it so yeah please reach out to us at this too much pod at gmail.com you can also call us at 555 five, 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 five. it's not, not a real number accurate number yep thanks guys yeah thanks bye bye <laughs>